You're listening to 101.5 UMFM. Today, I am here with... Daniel. And, uh, full name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, so sure, sorry. <laughs> Daniel Guzan. But my alias is Bartley Knives. Because I'm, yeah, singer-songwriter. That kind of thing. Okay, are you in any other projects? Yeah, yeah. It's typical Winnipeg indie thing. Mm-hmm. You can't do more than one project. Yeah, I'm, so Bartley Knives is the main thing. I'm working on things with a drummer, but mostly it's just me and a guitar. Yeah. Um... But I also play in a five-piece sort of folk band called Sybil, mm-hmm. or S-I-B-Y-L for anybody. Yeah. That spells it S-Y-B-I-L. I shouldn't have said both spellings because I'm just confusing things. It's Sybil based, based on Sybil Vane from a book called, uh, I think it's called The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Okay. Yeah. But that that's a band with like a little bit of Celtic, a little bit of jazz, but mostly a folk band. Okay. And then I'm in a, an emo punk band as well called Boys Club. Totally different, but I just play rhythm guitar. Nice. Yeah. All right. So where did the name um, Barley Knives come from? Well, there's a, a somewhat... No, I'm not going to say somewhat. There's a, a fairly well-known uh, Winnipeg journalist named Bartley Kivas. And he, I think, up until very recently worked at the Free Press, but now he's working with the CBC. I'm not totally sure, but I've heard things about this. 
Either way, he's he's been in the, the journalistic scene in Winnipeg for the last few decades. Mm-hmm. And he used to be a musician. Maybe he still is. But he's like not performing, but he used to perform. And then he worked for Stylus at the UW. And okay. Then, um, yeah, and then sort of moved on to do music reviews, I think, at the Free Press. And then eventually he's doing like food, culture, and everything. I'm not super familiar with his character, but I mean, I am. Except that when I first heard about him, I thought his name was Bartley Kives. And a lot of people get his name wrong. So, like, the mispronunci- mispronunciation of his name stuck in my mind. Bartley Kives. And then, this is, this is a long story, but, like, I, I started a goofy Twitter account reviewing sweet potato fries around Winnipeg. Okay. And so, uh, one time I was clarifying okay. the difference between yams and sweet potato fries. Or b- between yams and sweet potatoes. And Bartley Kives, like, reached out across Twitter and, like, corrected me. But then I recorrected him because I was just... I had to write the first pr- in the first place. And then he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. So his name was in my mind. And for some reason, I you know, I like wordplay. I thought, like, Bartley Kives, Bartley Knives. I'm like, that's kind of funny as a band name. Especially because he does, like, food reviews for restaurants yeah. around the city. <laughs> this is really intense. Yeah, so it's a long one. But um, I like it. The funny thing is that he is fully aware of me existing as yeah. Bartley Knives. Is he cool with it? Yeah, we actually met by accident once in The Handsome Daughter. And he's just like, hey, it's about time we met. And I didn't recognize him at first. He recognized me, which is funny, from like a really small Twitter picture. Yeah. But he like shook my hand, and I'm like, I swear I'm not like hey, defaming yeah. your character. There's no... like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not talking smack about you or anything on stage. It's more so just like, just a funny alias and pretending I'm you, but not really. Yeah. And then being like, I'm going to play some songs instead. This is a break from my day job as a journalist. You know, like mm-hmm. I'll joke about that on stage. Yeah. But I'm not a journalist. No. At some point I wanted to be, but it didn't happen. This makes so much like sense now, because I remember I, we work together now, um, to people who are listening, and when I first, when we first like started talking to each other, yeah. I mentioned to my boyfriend how... I was gonna be, um, or I had, ta- I was working with you, and he was looking online like, I don't know, is he a, a journalist? Like, I'm only finding this Bartley guy, <laughs> and I was like, no, but that's so strange. Like, what a coincidence that his his name or his, his group's or project name is, and now that's piecing it together. And then, are you the Sweet Potato Winnipeg thing yeah, on that's Instagram? Me. Yeah, Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. Okay, Instagram keeps telling me to follow, um, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who this is, and. I don't. I didn't look at the account, but I didn't know. It was sweet. That's funny. That's me. Yeah, it's Sweet Potato Winnipeg, and it's it's it is a big <laughs> joke. It's more just like I started to notice a couple of years ago that restaurants do sweet potato fries very differently. Yeah. Like whether it's baked fried, deep fried, mm-hmm. or like the way they cut it, and you know, like a bunch of different things. And yeah. I'm like, where's the best kind of Winnipeg? And then there's a whole thing about honey dill as like a really good dip. Yeah. But it's a Winnipeg creation. Yeah, it is. So I thought, that's how I can justify this whole account. Yeah. <laughs> Being a Winnipeg-based thing. Yeah. It's very silly. I'm not that serious about food. I just... That would be a funny thing. Yeah, to... yeah. And usually it's like, I try and make it hilarious, or I just focus on the silly stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not account. It's not a very serious food review account. Okay. It's, I don't know. I've have you had the... the sweet... This is like not what we're here to talk about, but have you had the sweet potato fries at Unburger? I have, yeah. They are so, so yeah. amazing. Like... I love sweet, like, I love sweet potato fries or yam fries or whatever. I don't know. What is the difference between a yam and a sweet potato? See, I should be able to describe it better, but I believe a yam is often miscategorized. And you know, like, you go to, say, like, a, a grocery store in Canada, yeah. and you'll it'll say yams, but they're actually sweet potatoes. Yams, I believe, are purple, and they come from, I think it's South Africa, or no, like, from 
don't know if it's from Africa initially, but or if it's from South America, but it's like different parts of the world. But they're not the same. Like sweet potatoes are always going to be like orangey, yellowy. Sometimes they vary in color, but what yeah. you think of as yeah, sweet potato fries, or some people call them yam fries, but they're yeah. not. They're not yams. It's just sweet definitely potatoes. not yams. Yeah, I should have a better, uh, you know, more eloquent. I was gonna say like that's. Yeah, I'm so so You're much supposed to be the, the pro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't get paid enough to. Oh yeah, <laughs> to do or research. at all. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyway, so back to um, Bartley Knives. Um, when did this start? It's more so last year, and so at some point in 2015, um, I'd been playing for a year and a bit in a duo with my brother as the New Wild. And we had some fun and a fair bit of success with that. Put out an EP, but then uh, yeah. We just sort of decided, you know, it's hard being in a band with your brother if you're just a duo. Sometimes you don't get along or, you know, we have different directions we will want to go in musically. And so instead of just compromise, we're like, why don't we just sort of let this project go to rest? And, um, but I still had a bunch of songs I wrote for that that we hadn't recorded and I was still like itching to play them live and I couldn't do them in my other bands because they're too weird or too particular to me. Yeah, like a lot more singer-songwriter stuff than, you know, like put it behind a or put it in front of a band kind of thing. So I thought, well, I need a new project. And I'm always thinking of new names and words and stuff, so that's why I stuck with Bartley Knives. Because my name's Daniel Guzan, and the way that my last name's spelled, most people don't pronounce it right. Mm-hmm. That's the same with my last name. Yeah, how do yeah. you pronounce it? It's Bienyash. Bienyash, okay. Yeah, but if you're like Bienyars or whatever, and I, um, like, I personally... Uh, I'm used to it. I've grown up with the name. So it's yeah. like... I don't, when people ask me what my last name is, I don't even say it to them I just spell it to them now right um, but I have a dream that uh, everyone will know it one day so they will, they will. <laughs> I'll be the next Tchaikovsky and everyone can pronounce it properly just kidding <laughs> but um, I know what you mean yeah. I was like that's, yeah. that's what I should have hoped for but instead I just assumed everyone was going to screw it up mm-hmm. and so I made a name <clears throat> based on another last name that someone usually screws up yeah like everyone thinks it's Kyves but it's Kives so that's the funny thing I'm playing mm-hmm. off a mispronunciation of someone's name yeah, go. Yeah. Good job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Anyway, so but how long has Bartley uh, Bartley Nine been a thing? I say less than a year now. Less than a year. Yeah, I've only been playing shows only been since. Less than a year. I've been seeing. Like, yeah. I've been seeing your name like everywhere though. Oh dang! No, I just promote it a lot. I think. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't pay to promote it on Facebook yet. I uh-huh. don't know how I feel about it's expensive. that. Expensive. Don't do it. Yeah. I did it by accident once, and I spent like twenty five bucks. <laughs> oh, no. And like, I got like a lot of fo- like people seeing it, but. Yeah. But no follows, or is that the kind of thing where it's like you click to sponsor it, and then you end up getting like a bunch of random follows or like likes from Thailand and like. Uh, random countries no it was on, it was, on it was like the Facebook one when like I was just uh, promoting one of my interviews I had okay and I was like oh I can put like 10 bucks into this so I put 10 bucks or whatever um, and then I, I ended up owing like $20 or something because oh, afterwards like I don't know I don't know how it works that's why I, you don't know how it works it. Yeah, don't use it no. <laughs> anyone's listening don't sponsor your <laughs> your page yet until you can afford it <laughs> so um Tell me a little bit about yourself, though. Uh, well, I guess for myself, I'm... Uh, oh, yeah, I guess this interview will come up... Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So um, not to refer, refer to it like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, on May 31st, I'm finally graduating with a master's. Uh-huh. Master of Arts. Um, I was studying French for about eight years in university. Wow. Yeah, so my bachelor's took a normal amount of time, and my master's took an abnormal amount of time. But I ended up writing a master's thesis about Winnipeg. Yeah. But about the Winnipeg's music scene, cool. in French and in English, I don't know 
of the language as well. Yourself? Yeah. Well, the thing was, yeah. The, so the whole thing was in French, and there was a creative writing portion. Okay. And all the poems were essentially about Winnipeg or like yeah. things that happened here, places. Like it wasn't just sort of like repeating Winnipeg every time. It was just a sense of the city or an mm-hmm. urban sense. Um, but mostly the thesis focused on John K. Sampson and the Weaker Thans. Oh, okay. Because of the way Winnipeg figures into their songs. And it's so entrenched in their mm-hmm. in their songwriting, in their sort of like mythos. And so I was obsessed with that for a while. And then I saw how it branched out into film and painting and just other musicians and poets in French and in English that write about Winnipeg. So I was kind of fascinated by that. And somehow they let me do a master's thesis in French about the weaker thens. And I thought that was the coolest thing. So yeah, yeah, no kidding. So I can't wait to get my parchment and make sure that it's actually a thing and it wasn't just like a big joke on behalf of the U of M. Yeah. I doubt it would like, be. Just kidding. Yeah, they're like, you're insane. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, I don't what what um what am I saying? You wrote a thesis. Like, so what exactly were you writing about? It was mostly about uh, this kind of poetry called post-prairie poetry. Because okay. a lot of people think of the prairies... You know, they have very rural ideas, like a place of agriculture and, you know, everything being spread out. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of an old-fashioned idea of the prairies because they've advanced and they've become a lot more urban, mm-hmm. even in small areas. There's things you can notice, especially in the art that comes out of these areas or comes from people who lived here and moved away mm-hmm. or are just, like, visiting. Like, there's some writers like John Paul Fiorentino in, in Montreal. But he still writes about Transcona, even though he lives in Montreal and Toronto and things like that. Yeah. And so sort of celebrating that and looking at art that way. Mm-hmm. And this other thing called geocriticism. I'm trying not to get too literary, but it's like geocriticism is looking at art through the lens of a sense of place. Because mm-hmm. people focus on time a lot in art. It's, you know, thinking of like time <clears throat> as a river and things like that, which is kind of an old-fashioned metaphor. But yeah. it doesn't really work anymore because time isn't cyclical like that. <laughs> or, you know, it's not, it doesn't progress like that. And yeah. so it's looking at space as a much more important aspect and like uniting art. So that that's been my obsession for a number of years. And so it's filtered into music. So that's why I thought like a Winnipeg reference band name would be cool. Yeah. Bartley Knives. Keep cool. it Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's awesome. Um, so would you say that that kind of stuff that you've been studying inspires your music? Yeah. Yeah, more or less. I. I like a sense of place in music, or I feel like I do. Maybe I'm just repeating something that John K. Sampson said. I'm trying not to. I'm trying mm-hmm. to distinguish my own thoughts from his. Well, I but, don't know yeah. what he said, so it's new yeah. to me. Yeah, oh, fair enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, he said something about it in a movie called Where the Weaker Thens Were from Winnipeg. So he was saying something about like enjoying music that has a sense of place. And so not to steal that from him, but just because I've grown up in Winnipeg all my life. Mm-hmm. Well, a quarter of a century. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that long, but it's enough to want an identity related to a place mm-hmm. or to develop one and I know that like definitely listening to bands like Greg McPherson or The Weaker Thans um, that sing about places in the city or that sing and have the city as their setting I could find more identity in that and I, was, I was drawn to that if that makes sense no it does make sense nice okay uh, so then I, I, I wish I knew more about The Weaker Thans and all their music no that's okay like, I'm, I'm aware of them and I've listened to them but I don't know much about them um they're gone now so yeah. well so they say you know maybe they'll yeah. like they, their last album was called reunion tour so if mm-hmm. that's not an inside joke about what might happen in the next 10 or 20 years yeah <laughs> who knows what'll happen <laughs> um yeah uh so i still want to ask a little bit more about you before we go too much into your music though but sure. so how long have you been playing music 
or um, learning it? I guess I started in grade seven, like learning guitar. Yeah. I wish I'd started early, but it just didn't happen in my family. I don't know. It was never like, there was the option. I just didn't ask. Actually, that's untrue. I started playing guitar, like taking lessons in school in grade seven. Yeah. But my dad always had a drum kit at home, so I just sort of learned to hammer around on that. And then he taught me some things, and I just took it from there, inventing mm-hmm. little beats and stuff. So I guess I started with drums, and then like mm-hmm. fooling around in my Oma's huge like Hammond organ for church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it had all these pedals, and I'm like, this sounds cool. And I learned like No Quarter by Led Zeppelin on it, because I could play the bass line with my feet. <laughs> nice. But it went from there. And yeah, I just got obsessed with guitar in grade seven, especially because of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And like some scene with Jimi Hendrix in Wayne's World. Where they're playing Foxy Lady. I was like, Dad, what's that song? Like, how does somebody play a guitar like that? He's like, How do you not know that that's Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'd never heard anything like that from my dad yeah. before. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. And so just from that point on, it just sort of exploded in my mind. And then played in like just a basement band in high school. Mm-hmm. The drummer actually in that band, he's the violinist, well, one of the violinists in Yes, We Mystic now. Oh, really? So that's kind of cool. Yeah, Eric Ross. M- yeah. Multi-talented. Yeah. He was in a band called Latka before that. And we'd played shows together when I used to be in a ska band mm-hmm. called the Salvadorian Garbage Men. Okay. Pretty funny name, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> ska band with no horns. That was an interesting band, time. No yeah. Horns. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's um, that's a lot. But so yeah. what, what, what made you decide to do um, performing? Like, why didn't you... Why did you um, I mean, like, when you're a musician, like, performing is a very obvious road to take sometimes but right. but why did you make that decision it was it was a bit of a leap I guess initially I don't know like I can be a shy person but I I don't mind being in front of people I mean usually I do sort of like inside my head I might take on a persona or I like like step outside myself instead of getting squirrely on stage <laughs> you know like yeah. it, it took a bit but I think it was initially I didn't really perform besides doing goofy stuff in elementary school and then junior high and high school in front of people like whatever like talent shows or like gong show they actually had a thing called gong show yeah miles mac yeah mm-hmm. and we got gonged even we though we were doing mac? yeah oh my god i went to miles mac did we talk about this before i don't know no, no yeah we didn't. totally did i graduated in 08 oh i was 11 okay yeah you would have gone before just missed yeah. it yeah yeah dang anyway yeah. what were we talking about yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah funny. but no but there was you know there's a definite like theatrical presence in that school and a musical yeah. presence yeah and somehow i didn't get involved in either I mean, I had theater in grade 10, and I took guitar in grade 10. Yeah. But I was in the IB program. Yeah, me too. And so that just ruined me socially for mm-hmm. grade 11, uh, 12. Yeah. More or less. I mean, I just I focused on my studies, and then when I wasn't studying at home, I just played guitar and grew my hair out. Did you know that they have a music composition program there? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that music until, production and everything. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that until my la- like I was graduating. I was in the student council my last year, so I was doing tours, and they're like, oh, yeah, and you go into this room, and I'm like... Yeah. What is this room? Like, I would have taken this over chemistry any day. Like, exactly. I they have an IB uh, pro- co- credit for that. Yeah. I was so upset. We both we both failed for yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, we're we're not doing too bad. Yeah. Considering, uh, <laughs> but it's. Yeah, I know what whatever. you mean though. I found out way too late, and so anybody out there listening, like, mm-hmm. send your kil- children or send your friends or send whatever. Tell you want them your kids to be smart and musical? Go to Miles Max. They can take IB and music pr- composition. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> or even choir. You know, the girls in the choir program or theater. Oh yeah, I remember the yeah. gong show. Um It was a little harsh. There were some pretty bad performances that didn't get gonged and we were doing a yeah. really good version of uh Braun Your Stomp by Led Zeppelin. Did you get, and they did just you... they couldn't hear us because they didn't mic anything and then they're just like, Can't hear you boo and then they gonged us. I'm like, No, 
this, this is a cool song. Give yeah. us a break. So, oh, that's upsetting. Yeah, oh, well. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> moving back on to music. Uh, we actually opened up with a song called Mockingbirds. Two words, not just Mockingbirds. Right. right. Um, what is that song about? Um, I like. I try not to write too much about love or relationships. Like, not as an initial inspiration about song, but uh, it was sort of about a friend of mine I dated for a bit, but it was never really official. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but she was a musician as well. And, uh, yeah, we still get along and hang out and everything, but it was just about trying to understand how we felt for each other and, like, how it was hard to interpret each other's signals if, as if we were, like, two different species of birds. So the song was sort of, like, doesn't really encompass that, but that was what I went into it. Mm-hmm. With, with in my head and so yeah I guess I haven't revisited that song in a while I don't usually play it live because it's I usually like tune down my guitar a whole step and so it sounds a lot like Neil Young playing live at Massey Hall like some of his acoustic stuff he tunes way down or he like a whole half step and, or a whole step down I'm really rambling it's okay but it's it just makes guitars sound like older <laughs> and okay. deeper and nicer sounding like some acoustic guitars resonate or they, they sound a lot better to me in lower tunings so anyway, so yeah, don't do that live, but, uh-huh. but yeah, in that song, I'm just making jokes about like feeling like a fraud mm-hmm. musically and like how I'm also like imitating other people. I guess it's more so about that because okay. as an artist, you have to sort of start with imitation and yeah. so I'm mocking other singers and songwriters. So yeah, as I'm just saying, you know, like the guitar style, it's like slightly ripped off Neil Young, not a specific song, but a style. Yeah. And then the lyrics I'm saying in the song, like all my songs are stolen all my poems are broken because it's the nature of being a mockingbird mm-hmm. Which, but I kind of like birds like the whole I put out an EP in Bandcamp it's not really an EP it's more just a random collection of mm-hmm. demos yeah. that I'm slowly adding to mm-hmm. but I always like the phrase for the birds except I have a problem with idioms ever since I started learning other languages I forget what idioms mean or I forget which language you're from? Well, you sort of, or I'll say them wrong. I say them yeah. wrong all the time. And so, but for the birds, always stuck with me, and it took me a lot longer to realize what it meant, which basically means, like, that's like the leftovers. Like, it refers to when, like, there was always oh, yeah. horse-drawn carriages, yeah. and so, like, the horse crap that was left over, it was, like, whatever wasn't scooped up was left for the birds. Okay. So it's not the most pleasant view picture. on my own yeah, yeah on my own art. Picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like, <laughs> this is what I've left for you. <laughs> But I mean, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just self-deprecation. Yeah, yeah of course. I'm fond um, of that. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, yeah, and I love idioms too. Like I, I like to, I want to get like a, I keep asking for like Christmas like a book of idioms because I like exactly. to. I just yeah. like I like to like write or incorporate them in my lyrics in a, like a clever way. Right. Um, and like it's hard to find like a good like online site that just like just for inspiration. I like to like exactly and. I don't know. Like a good dictionary and a regionally appropriate one too because I'm sure like British idioms would not make a lot of sense to me. Like someone told me recently that like sprinkles in Britain, I know it's not an idiom but it's somewhat idiomatic but like they're called tens of thousands. So like when a little kid like wants more sprinkles in their ice cream you'd be like, I have some more tens of thousands. Yeah. (laughs) What? Like you know like I mean if that was in the book I don't know if I'd use that. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) weird. Uh, They're cool but they're weird. Um, So um what is your songwriting process? A lot of times it starts with the melody on the guitar. Actually, no, that's not properly terming it. Melody is like singing. Never mind. Yeah, I'm sorry. You have a melody I, on the guitar. True, yeah, true. But I just, I don't know, I fumble with musical terminology a lot because I wasn't very rigorously 
taught or theoretically taught. Mm -hmm. Like I learned how to read tab tablature in grade seven and eight. That's how we were initially taught. And then I've never picked up reading music just because of my education. So I only learned guitar for three years, and then the rest of it was very self-taught, like by ear, learning about open tunings and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I guess I start a lot with the guitar parts, and I'll write over it. Or sometimes I'll have poems that sort of started to fail as poems, but I like the idea too much, and so I just sort of draw it out and I keep it sort of formal so that it can transition easily into lyrics. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it varies. It does vary, but... Mm -hmm. I write a lot of my own, and sometimes it comes in just, like, spurts. But it's been a while since I've written. I'm trying to get back into it yeah. by studying other artists that I really like. Okay, yeah. that's clever. I find it really interesting that you said that you write the guitar part, too, because I actually always, or very often, like, I'll start with, like, an idea of what I want to sing, and then I'll create the piano part that I'm, like, for the chord progression is just, like, mm -hmm. solid. It sounds great, but then I, the lyrics I originally kind of thought of are not good anymore or I realize that they are just aren't what I want mm -hmm. how do you I, my hardest thing is trying to fit lyrics into the melody I've already written right how do you get around that it's hard yeah. it's, it's definitely hard and it's something I'm trying to work with because I feel like in some songs I'm writing I rush it or I put a lot less emphasis mm -hmm. on the melody or on the lyrics and like giving them time to breathe you know, like time, like I, I, I lose confidence in them, and so when I'm singing them, sometimes I'll just, whenever I'm performing live, I'll be like, oh, no one's understanding this. Yeah. But that's just due to the. I mean, that's probably not true, but it's probably due to the fact that like I have a problem with listening for lyrics in music, because of learning instruments initially and not thinking I could sing ever in my life mm -hmm. as I a don't performer. Think that either. Yeah. No, I just thought I'll be happy as a guitarist. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm playing in Sybil, I'm happiest when I'm playing guitar. But I've slowly come to enjoy myself when I'm singing at the same time, too. Because mm -hmm. it's nice to be expressive, and I don't hate the sound of my own voice. That's good. I don't love it, but I'm still learning to appreciate it. Yeah. Or use it properly, because I think I don't write songs in my range well enough. And so I'm trying to find yeah, what my range is, because I'll write other songs, and I'm like, I struggle every show with this. Why am I doing this to myself? It's only me doing it to myself. And yeah. so that's it's a struggle, but it's, it's a fun struggle, because... Well, it's entertaining. Maybe not always fun, but it, it keeps me coming back and like wanting to improve things. Mm-hmm. So it's just a struggle with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's. I know it's always going to be a struggle in a certain sense. Like, mm -hmm. I never like strive for satisfaction. Well, I mean, you do, but it's. I'm fine with not attaining it because maybe and as long as everyone else is satisfied, <laughs> you know, more yeah. or less. If someone's mowing the lawn. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I they're shut that window. Up. Oh, yeah, is it open? Okay, yeah. then. We'll just wait. Uh, <laughs> so, can you give me an example of a way that, if you had a song that you were struggling with writing lyrics, how did you overcome it? Um, well, I guess one song that I do perform a lot as Bartley Knives, but then I, I you know, we're going to be recording it as Sybil. We're working on a full album right now. Mm -hmm. um, is a song called Wandering Angus, and I had a chord progression that I really liked. It's very, very simple. But I don't dabble a heck of a lot with Celtic forms. But I had with this song, with a few other songs, even though I was sort of imitating songs, like the chord stylings of a song by uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, doing okay. a cover of Bob Dylan, like The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll. Okay. Or no, 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 The Ballad of Paul is Brown, that's what it is. And so it's just, it's a very simple thing on a D chord. 
and so I sort of like I'm stuck on that chord and then I switch to another but it, it was very simple but I was I loved this chord progression but I couldn't figure out what to sing over it for a year and we tried and tried other things and then what we eventually did was a uh, took a poem <laughs> that I didn't even write it was a, an old poem by someone named W.B. Yeats yeah it was like an Irish poet from about 100 years ago Yeats? Yeats, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we yeah. just took the lyrics from a song of his called The Song of Wandering Angus and just put them over these chords. Can you do that? So, yeah, I think we can because of copyright <laughs> expiring after a certain number of years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're totally going to give him credit when we publish the song. Yeah. But it fits perfectly. But, I mean, that's, that's a that's a cop-out sort of option. That's not mm -hmm. the best advice to give anybody seriously. No, Steal well, other people's poems. Yeah, or... Look at other people's poems and take inspiration from them. Exactly, yeah. That's what I, that's what I got out of that. Well, yeah, yeah. I know, mm -hmm. like, talking to other musicians I perform with or that I'm friends with, like, even the singer in Boys Club, he says, like, when I'm trying to write songs and he's like, and I have lyrics, but I don't know how to format them or the, the melody, he's like, there's two specific bands I listen to, and I'll listen to their songs and sort of, like, sing over their their lyric lines. Mm. Like, I like that idea. Because I think cool I've idea. thought about doing that and done it without realizing I was doing it. So yeah. So it's nice to give it structure I should try that I don't know I'm, it's it's never really the lyrics that come first with me or if they do they, they're never the ones I perform with because right. they always end up with the with the melody that has been created from the lyrics I've written then I, I really focus on the, like the piano and just figure on the chord progression what I want wanted what kind of sound I wanted just to come from it and then as I'm working with that I realize the song starts changing and it's no longer what those lyrics are about and that's the hard part because I'll try so hard to keep those lyrics and it ends up being different stories being told in one song and it doesn't it's not clear mm -hmm. what's happening like I have like two songs right now that are just like that like they started out as something and now they're I'm trying to switch what they mean but I'm trying to combine the meanings and it's just it sounds messy and it's not impossible I know some people when they say it's like well this is too obscure or this yeah. is too confusing I don't always take that as like a criticism that means I need to change anything it's like yeah. Maybe I'll just keep it as it is, or you could keep it as it is, how you've done it. That's true. It is but my song, I knew whatever I wanted. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But it's funny when you go in with a certain intention, yeah. with like lyrical content or something, and mm -hmm. you're like, that's not what came out. Or other people will hear it and hear something entirely different. And be like, yeah, actually, that's that's totally what I've been yeah, saying. That's, you know, that's better. Was, that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm glad I'm not the only one that deals with it. It's just, it's just frustrating, especially if you have like a deadline that you're trying to meet. Do you have any personal deadlines you're trying to reach like. exactly anyway um you have this demo on Bandcamp and right. we have already listened to one song we will listen to a couple more in a bit but uh is it plans for an upcoming EP yeah more or less when I can afford it mm -hmm. yeah I don't know if I if I'm totally sold on like Indiegogo or like fun uh, GoFundMe GoFundMe and things like that Kickstarter mm -hmm. stuff maybe eventually but I guess I feel like I have less notoriety and less to offer and so if I'm just coming at people with like next to no experience because I haven't played that many shows as Bartley Knives mm -hmm. I don't feel like I can justify that kind of attention and so whatever if I'm even if I'm setting myself up for failure maybe I should try anyways but I yeah do plan on recording um, officially I'm just trying to decide who to go with and if they're actually available yeah probably I'd love to work with Jay Riley Hill and we've talked before but it depends when he has time because he's yeah. in a few bands and he's always recording people. He's involved in so many projects in Winnipeg and has a great touch and great ear mm -hmm. for sound. And so, yeah. So it's it's a, it's a possibility. Maybe this fall. Okay. Ideally. I was thinking of doing it soon, but 
there's too much going on you know mm-hmm. we're working together right yeah, now <laughs> it's like busy working yeah. and working work is stressful it um is. i don't know i don't like going home just like what a day yeah right after, after the first day i was like i've actually like working not just training and i was walking home and i'm like the sun was so nice and it was mm-hmm. just a nice breeze and i'm like i'm not even enjoying this right now because i'm just so flustered from how awful my first day was um so i get that you're yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. But it's, um, i got to find balance. Yeah, It'll exactly. Um, and so why do you want to go with someone you don't plan on doing it yourself or applying for funding or anything? Uh, are you saying, like, why would I go with that yeah. particular person? Yeah. Or, yeah, with J. Willie Hill or I don't know. I don't maybe. really know or, what I was asking. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. No, it's okay. It's a, <laughs> uh, I think it's, I've done, I've tried doing things on my own and I may try and record with my brother because he has some recording equipment and, you know, like. You yeah, know, we have familiarity with each other and yeah. some of the songs. Oh, do you? With your brother? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah the weird. one that was in the New Wild with. Mm, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't yeah. know my brothers very well, so. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. No. Yeah, because yeah, we, we did the New Wild together. Like, this is no, the I'm, just yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, kidding. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I'm thick right now. I'm thinking too much about the uh, the answer. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was trying to be funny. Anyway. No, no, that's fair. I'm sorry. It was lost in me. Usually I'm pretty good for that. <laughs> Um, I yeah. thought you were like going along with it, and I realized, like, oh my god, no, he doesn't know no. I'm joking. He's thick. <laughs> <laughs> Over his head. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> anyway, what you're saying, your brother. Yeah, so he has some recording equipment and some know how now, and so we might mess around with that. But it'd be nice if I could do it, you know, like in a casual recording environment. But as much as I've been working with a drummer, I really want to just do it all myself, mm-hmm. which seems selfish, but it's an interesting tendency lately. Like, Checking out things like, um, I don't know about Unknown Mortal Orchestra's technique, but I was reading something about the singer and songwriter and how he is a multi-instrumentalist. Mm-hmm. And then looking at him, and then there's like Mac DeMarco, like, does it all himself, but he tours with the band. And then there's like Tame Impala, yeah. Kevin Parker does it all himself and tours with the band. And I'm sure there's many more male and female artists. Yeah, even Michael Vista from Winnipeg. Yeah. He, like When he first started, he was recording all the parts himself, but when he was performing them, he was getting bands to play them. Yeah. So that's... And I kind of like that idea. Yeah. I mean, partly because I love recordings and like I love pretending I have an ear for mm-hmm. <laughs> for recordings yeah. or for recorded music. And so I pick up weird things and I love to experiment. And it's not that I have a lack of confidence. It's just that I have a laugh, lack of familiarity with the band. And I'd hate to be like, just bring people in as session musicians. Because I know they're fully capable. I just don't know what to tell them because of lacking musical terminology. And mm-hmm. if it's all in my head. I can't express it, but I'd love for that to come and to like establish musical relationships with people. Yeah. Where we understand each other, you know, whether it's spoken or unspoken or it's musical cues. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm kind of content with the idea of just like, well, I have a grasp of many styles of instruments, or you know, like playing drums, bass, guitar, harmonica. I don't know, singing my own harmonies. Mm-hmm. Just to try it out at least for an initial EP. Yeah. yeah, and then you have the most control too. Exactly. So, you yeah. know, so especially if you're just starting it out, you want to know what you know what you like. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I can see that being stressful on people who might be working with you. That makes sense. That's totally. I I wouldn't feel like that's selfish. I feel like this. It's it's selfish, but it's with reason because. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I do. I do. I do. Yeah, I and it's it's I funny though. I have like the name of the EP in mind and like artwork already. Oh yeah. And I think I know which songs, so it's more so just like finding the time and the money. But yeah, I have this idea just for like a photography project that will filter into being cover art. Mm Because I want to call it Six Pack and make it like a six song EP. Except. I love that. Except call it Sick apostrophe S. 
And then, like, the artwork would be, like, I want to find a white backpack where I'll just spray paint a backpack white and then just have, like, a red cross on it. Okay. But not, not like, the biblical cross, like, whatever, like a, Christianity, but, like... Like a first aid cross? Yeah, first aid cross. No, first aid is actually, that's actually Red Cross. Is that? No, I know, I know, okay. but I'm just, yeah. Okay. I know it's different. It's, it's more <laughs> just, like, yeah, just, like, you know, you see that and you kind of think of it as, a, like, a medical thing yeah like, yeah it's no, like yeah. a first aid kit mm-hmm. kind of like pokemon yeah, yeah but to have it as a backpack and then like photograph different people in different settings around winnipeg wearing the backpack walking through crowds or empty fields or whatever oh, and cool. then just try and pick out the best pictures or the best photograph yeah and just like one or a collage or something and then make that the album artwork okay and why a white backpack just because of the look of like a, a first aid kit how it's just usually like a white box or a white yeah. kit with just like the yeah. red it's not always a thing. It's just stuck no. in my mind. Although it is a flag as well. The Swiss or the yeah. Switzerland is the red with the white, and there's another one that's white. White and red. I should know. I don't should know. we break and check on Wikipedia? We can check. <laughs> just kidding. We can check. I'll grab my phone. Now I need to know. Um, but why? Well, how does that relate to six pack? Oh, like sick, like sick apostrophe s. Oh, so sick. sick. So that's the joke. That's it's more just meant. it's more goofy wordplay that like. Okay. But you know, it's like audibly it's cool because it's like six. six pack and there's six songs I hope ideally on it yeah and but you it's, got a it's, six pack it's six it's pack like the pack, pack belonging to the six so six okay. pack yeah it's or you tell like a I don't know that, that's that's too obvious but that makes sense okay I, I don't know what I'm looking for on my phone <laughs> uh, I'm looking up the word phone yeah no I should know what flag it is because I yeah it's a uh, what the flag of the city of London oh really or the red cross is St. George's cross apparently so to yeah. know that the symbol for white with a red cross is Red Cross, like the, oh, the, the organization. And then the, the universal first aid is a green with white cross. Green flag. Okay, maybe then I'll have to change it. I'm okay with changing it. It would no. be easier to find a green backpack than a white backpack. I mean, double check that first. But I remember when I was learning from my first aid through Red Cross, they're like, they have a chapter talking about, this is actually the symbol for first aid, and this is the symbol for Red Cross. So, um, oh, yeah. See, that's why I haven't started the project. You haven't done enough research. But, no, I have apparently not. <laughs> yeah, because everything I'm looking online now, it's like a See? red kit with yeah. a white cross, mm-hmm. which that's Swiss, I believe. Switzerland, yeah. But then there's other things. You said green, too. Green so, is supposed to be the standard, like, universal symbol, but people right. know the red and the white from TV and stuff yeah. like that. So, so whatever. That's, that's just me being picky because yeah. I teach first aid. No, that's fair. That's something I wish I knew more about, but I'm definitely going to research this better before yeah. I start my no, project. Just, just, like, get a bunch like sticklers like me or yeah. Matt just kidding I'm, I don't really know <laughs> uh, you, can do, you can really do whatever you want um, so that's like, that's really exciting having an upcoming EP um, you, you said you've only recently started performing because it's, it's a young project yeah but I think my first show was last October mm-hmm. so I'm sort of taking it easy like um, being involved in other bands you know not getting busy so I haven't meant for this to be a side project and it's not like I'd love for that to be my main thing, main Bartley knives, because uh, yeah, sadly with Sybil, we're having our last show with our banjo player on Saturday. Because there's three siblings in the band, and Melanie is the banjo player of those three siblings, and she's moving to New York for three years, because her husband got a job out there. Oh. Yeah, used to work for the Wheat Board, and then Harper killed that, and so changed our band. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Harper. Thanks, Harper. Yeah. What a great guy. Oh uh, yeah, and so Sybil's last show with Melanie on banjo well I mean we may play when she comes back to town and organize things but as a regular thing it's definitely going to change our dynamic so yeah. we're going to take a break over the summer Aww. let's see what happens in the fall 
Let's mm-hmm. see what we decide to do. Maybe continue. I know a banjo player. Yeah. Well, I know I know a bunch. Okay. It's just more so like, just trying I, to decide I, if we want to change things. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, this is if you need someone. Who do you know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> somebody that has never been in a band, so it's probably not a good idea. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or it's perfect because then okay. they're not. They don't spend their time on other projects, and yeah. you know, we can steal them all the time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it after. Um, but with all this performing, what are some of the stresses you have to deal with other than singing songs in keys that aren't meant for you? Yeah. I mean, I do get a bit of performance anxiety I don't know who doesn't but like for me I just like can't properly digest food the entire day before a show yeah. except recently first show with Boys Club I had a great day I worked got off work came home and I'm like I can eat real food today nice. it was great and I didn't totally feel anxious so I'm hoping that's a trend but maybe everybody deals with that. It's yeah, just like, like I have a show. Like we're filming this on on Monday, and I have a show Wednesday, and I ha- I got I felt it last night. It's like the anxiety's already yeah. kicked in from like last night, and it's all day today. Oh yeah, it it does depend on the show. In general, the average is the day of, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a week in advance or something. It depends how much I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, but besides that, I suppose it's just. You say like the stresses of things. Just like the, the anxiety of like preparing for it. Yeah. I, part of it I also get like I don't know not stressed out about but just I'm concerned with is just oversaturation of the internet <laughs> or my friend groups just being like hey come to my shows come to my shows yeah. so whether or not people do I'm I don't know I'd love to just perform a lot and then see if people are interested and not just because of some friendship or family based link <laughs> some pre-established link to my yeah. music not to say that that doesn't exist, because I've met other people and, and, and like they've reached out and been like, wow, I like what you do. Like, and you don't know me, so you don't owe me anything. Great. <laughs> so uh, maybe I'm just excessively humble or modest or something, but yeah. it'd be nice to find those people. People that just, who, who don't mean to know you, but appreciate your music. Exactly, yeah. That's good. I can, I can get that. And like, it's great that everyone can put their stuff on the internet, but everyone is putting their stuff on the internet. Because it's free most it's of the time. It's free, it's easy. Yeah. Ugh, and you, like... It's not just putting it online anymore. You got to be smart with, like, uh, search engines and stuff, and it's a pain in the butt. Well, it is, so. and I know I made a post recently. I was saying, like, how can I, you know, I had a show that, because of playing a few other shows, I didn't advertise it very well, and then it wasn't very well attended. But there were other reasons, other factors involved. But part of me was just sort of a little bit bummed out about that, and so I like made some Facebook posts saying, like, how can I, be- how can musicians better reach out to to fans or to friends, or to potential fans. And people had some good suggestions, although some other people said, like, memes and that. And it's funny how many times you realize that, like, sometimes artists promote something and they'll just depend on humor, like, pre-established humor to promote things, which is fun. But I I don't know. I'd love to shift everything I'm doing towards a, like, a more thoughtful and very, like, concise presence online. Mm -hmm. So honing it down, but making it meaningful is something I want to strive for. Mm -hmm. But... I have to stop using my Instagram account as a more personal account and, like, being excited that I have a working oven and taking a picture of, like, my cat walking beside it. You know, things like that. Like, that has nothing to do with my music. Yeah. But, you know, actually, it's really important that you show your personality on Instagram. They say it should be 80% 80 should be you and 20% should be promotion. Okay. So I'm not doing it totally wrong with that. Because that makes sense. Because I do try and balance it. And, Mm -hmm. like, and not just, like, yeah, flagrant self-promotion. Yeah. Or just, like... Giving people interesting reasons to come check things out. Yeah. I know. Like, I I was thinking about this because the Winnipeg Music Project, I've just incorporated it with my social media because it started, it's from me, it's my thing, and people tell me I should make my own sites for it and everything, but you know what? It's mine. I can do whatever I want. Exactly. Anyway, um, I'm not going to angry about that. But 
on Instagram, I like to post a lot, like, of stuff about my family or or friends and, like, doing stupid stuff. Like, today I have a, a, a little video of me just taking off sunglasses, being goofy. And I was like, well, if people only want the, the my project, maybe they want to deal with all the me, personally, they want to deal just with the project. So I, I did actually make a, an Instagram solely account just for the Winnipeg Music Project. So that'll post people who purchased the shirt and sent me a picture okay. and any kind of like right now I'm selling sweaters now yeah. which is really exciting mm-hmm. um, and posting that and just like keeping that just wouldn't be music for people who do want to support just that mm. they have that option so there, you can do something like that true yeah if you want that is a good idea mm-hmm. like I mean so far right now I just keep it separate depending on the bands yeah or the <coughs> the food review account mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. totally separate but no I see what you mean and that's a that's a good idea mm-hmm. because I also have been thinking about this too a lot like it's yeah, I think about Winnipeg a lot and like focusing on Winnipeg based whatever humor references or things like that in terms of social media. But I've also been considering like, you know, I like a lot of bands from across the country. I love a lot of local bands too, but you know, focusing on that and not just like pop acts that tour the world and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's great when you can do that and there are local bands that do that. And then, you know, I think about that too. It's like, how does a band say like Living Hour who's I think touring the UK right now, like how do they concentrate their social media presence do they do it so it's like it's not too personal so that people are like i don't understand what you're talking about or do they direct it somewhat towards you know like a touring life you know like to other locations Mm -hmm. because i haven't toured with bartley knives yet yeah and so i'd like to later this summer i'm actually going on a road trip out east to like montreal to see oshara to go to see you know like radiohead at oshara and then we're gonna my friend daphne and i were gonna keep driving all the way to halifax and hang out in the times, but I'm going to bring my guitar. And so it's like, how do I have to think about <laughs> posting things? And so it's not exclusive, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's great to focus on the city you're performing in and you're from. Yeah. But if you want to branch out, you have to consider some of those things or do you, you know, cause it's fun yeah. too. It's yeah. like, I love bands from like Edmonton. There's a band called faith healer and I love it. Like the stuff that uh, the main member, uh, Jessica Jobbert posts like picture of like, what was it like a little corgi like leaning out of a pink corvette driving past her and her band on the highway like it's a funny Aww, picture but it's yeah. like you know you don't have to be from there like it's just it's subject uh it's objective humor right yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and so uh mm-hmm. yeah i guess i think think too much about that crap but you know it's it's, it's fun to consider no, yeah. yeah not to Who, write it down no one's yeah. ever like gone crazy from overthinking i no. think hopefully not well i mean yeah. <laughs> just kidding, yeah. um so we have to start wrapping up the uh show soon i'm gonna keep talking to you after though and have an extended version on the blog is that okay yeah okay yeah. cool awesome all right so uh we're gonna be listening to a song right away we're, we're just gonna do two ships now so we end with that on the show and then we can include the other one later perfect people who are listening are like what's happening we're just planning um yeah, yeah. the song two ships tell me about that song yeah that's a, a song with me like experimenting with open tunings okay. and random little chord shapes and forms. There's certain songwriters I like that use a lot of open tunings. Um, but more so, yeah, the song is weird lyrically. I had it a while ago, like I wrote the lyrics. That was one of the first few times I wrote the lyrics and I just left it and was waiting for like a chord to, progression to throw it on top of. Okay. But the song's sort of about oppression and like aggression and all those shuns <laughs> like it's a it's a silly song lyrically as i just said and i haven't thought about it enough but it's just considering situations where like between two people or two entities and like the friction that can exist between 
but it's not a relationship based song like it's about like yeah the lyrics are like two girls running down the block like one of them falls behind and it feels like oppression <laughs> I don't know it maybe let it speak for itself okay but it's just about yeah oppression. the existence of yeah. two <laughs> and the relationship between okay but not necessarily human yeah. I like that awesome cool is there anything that you'd like to say before we have to go? Um, Any promotion? I'd just like to say that if you have a chance, go to every festival you can <laughs> in this yes. fair province this summer. Yeah. I know there's something coming up. I'll be there. I, I've applied to a performative view, but I don't have an established presence yet, so no mm-hmm. no luck there. Yeah. But like Real Love Festival is coming up soon. And it's, a, it's put on by a fantastic group of people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just, yeah, go out and enjoy local music. Enjoy this summer, yeah. Such a nice music scene here mm-hmm. and nice is a funny word to throw on yeah. but it's very, just it's rich yeah and varying rich is a good yeah. word because a lot of people are drawn to Winnipeg from the outside for our hardcore scene and for the folk scene but there are so many in between as well I mean those are the ones that I'm most aware of I suppose but yeah there's more than meets the eye and there's, there's a lot of venues and a lot of things going on yes there is I know um, since the, I started the Winnipeg Music Project I've been blown away with how much music there actually is I was aware that there was lots but I didn't know how much yeah. So it's totally crazy. Well, yes. great. Yeah, sweet. Uh, we're going to keep talking after this. Uh, so people who are listening, if you're listening on, on a Wednesday, uh, sorry, the show's over now. Um, but don't worry. Um, we're going to be uh, having the full extended version of this interview on winnipegmusicproject.com on Friday at 8 a.m. sharp. Uh, this has been uh, Ashley Bienyesh and Daniel from Bartley Knives. Yeah. Which is from or is Bartley Knives? Uh, we'll say from because it's gonna expand. Okay. Oh, yeah, cool. it's not an ego based thing. Nice. <laughs> from Bartley Knives. Um, we're on one hundred one point five UMFM. This is the Winnipeg Music Project, and now you will be listening to Two Ships. <laughs>
Hello everyone, welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for going to www.winnipegmusicproject.com uh, to listen to the, to the extended version of this interview with Daniel from Bartley Knives. Hi, again. Hello, hello. <laughs> so we just finished listening to Two Shifts and people are supposed to interpret it their own way. Let's just continue on with questions. Sure. Uh, I actually just found out you have a, um, a radio show. yeah. And you didn't tell me until now, but you're from a rival station. Yeah, so it goes. So it's probably a good idea that I didn't plug it. But uh, yeah, I kept we kept it out of the yeah UMFM broadcast. Yeah, totally by accident. If, I honestly yeah. would have concluded it if I'd known. But uh, tell us about your show. Yeah, it's Sunday nights, nine to ten p.m. I have a co-host named Sheldon Hoffman, and um, I came up with the concept. He came up with the name. Uh, it's called the Gashley Crumb Tinies. So, which sounds totally weird. It's kind of a non-sequitur like title for the show. And so essentially, it's an alphabetic radio show. And mm. so, um, you know, it's nice how the week works. I'm oh, sorry, the, how the year works out. 52 weeks. Alphabet is 26 letters. So you can go through the yeah, alphabet twice. twice. Yeah. And like perfectly synchronized seasons. Mm-hmm. Not synchronized. You know, perfectly placed. Yeah. And so we, uh, yeah, so we just... Each episode, say, like, we just did a W episode. No, sorry, we just did a U episode. And so all the bands we play start with the letter U. Oh. Yeah. But we go with first names because that's how CKW categorizes their music because sometimes there are bands and sometimes they're just bands with people's names and sometimes there's actual names. Yeah. You know, so they just, like, they're like, forget about the last name thing. Let's just do first names. Okay. So it makes it easier to go through the music there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so we started doing that last July. We're almost done our second season. That's crazy. Huh. How do you um, find uh, enough letters for, like, Y or X? It's very hard. Yeah. And sometimes we'll, like, we'll have, like, breather episodes where we'll play a previously recorded episode from yeah. past season. And then we'll just sort of, like, take an episode and be like, we're playing X and Y together. We did that the first season. And that was the first season. I don't know how it's going to be in, like, the third or the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> but second season... I think we might do yeah. a Y episode on its own, and then we'll just, like, play Yes We Mystic's entire album. I don't know. Oh. Maybe not, but it's, like, we do try and focus on local music. I was going to ask, like, is it local? Cause, like, yeah, a lot of local. I can see you struggling with that, because there's a lot, there are a lot of musicians, but, like... Some of the letters, it's yeah. just lacking. And I'm so, trying to think of, yeah. like, the Manitoba Music website archives, like, they have yeah, the We rely on that artist directory yeah. a lot. And then there's like the Aboriginal Music Week. There's a, a directory for that too, so mm-hmm. that's nice yeah. to fit in. Like usually, if they're on that one, they're on the Manitoba Music. Usually, yeah. So. But we do have like yeah for that too. It's nice because we do focus especially on Canadian content as well. Canadian's good. And then we do totally random stuff. Like uh, usually, there's a French connection. There's at least one French song. Mm-hmm. Which like I usually let Sheldon try and pronounce it, and he can't. And he'd be like, "Yeah, I know, just say it." Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, nice. just because of what I've studied. But yeah. yeah, we'll fit other things in. I'm gonna say like if you if you like did like all over the world, that would be really cool. You yeah. should do like a whole season just like all over the world. We should, because I mean it'd be easier. I'm sure there's some countries yeah. would be a lot easier to find. Or even just like country specific. Letters. Yeah, yeah. We we did for, for a while. I played a lot of like in the first season a lot of music from Mali. At least like one every two or three episodes, we play at least one song. But I see what you mean. Like if we had whole episodes or whole seasons mm-hmm. dedicated to a certain region of the world, that'd be lovely. I guess the hard part is because there's a Canadian content requirement Yeah. for our show. So we have to play at least 30 or 35% Canadian content. I didn't, I didn't so. realize. I don't know. All my stuff's yeah. Canadian. Yeah, so, you're, I, play, so I never. You're good. I didn't, I didn't even tell me about that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's a fun. It'd be like Canada stuff. and. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, or anywhere like else. Yeah, and we usually avoid poppy stuff. Yeah. Or I mean, sometimes we'll play. Why? Well, I mean, it's it's just like, I guess that's normal for college radio. There's not a huge emphasis on like, Billboard, top one hundred charts. They get, charts en- they music. get enough. Exactly, they get enough play, and it's. This is a good opportunity for the the underdogs. Exactly. Yeah, all the stuff that you'll see on like earshot charts. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, it's earshot.ca. When you get an album out, then you can track your uh, your rotation around the country. Oh, okay. on that. Yeah, all the underdog? college radio stations. Okay. Earshot. Earshot. Oh, yeah. I, really I said underdog. So underdog. I... Oh, yeah. Maybe that's another thing. Me? I don't know. Earshot. Okay. Earshot, I don't yeah. know about an album anytime yeah, soon. Or an EP but... or something. Or yeah. Any recordings. Yeah, if you get enough to chart somewhere, you can track it that way. Cool. Doubt it, but cool. Yeah. One it's, day. We'll it's see. fun, though, because I know, like, with UMFM, Michael Alves. Yeah. I'm not saying his, like, his last right, name right. I don't, I don't know. know how to pronounce it. Yeah, okay. Sorry, so Michael, we'll say Michael. Listening. Sorry about that. But he, uh, I, I remember talking Michael. to him because like, I knew Jared like through yeah. yeah through some earlier stuff I did in radio at UMFM. Yeah. And uh, Michael was saying, he's like, oh, we actually, or no, another band told me about this. And what they do is they distribute a certain number of albums locally across 25 different campus and community radio stations mm. across the country. And so if you give them 25 CDs... Okay, bless you. <laughs> if you give them 25 CDs and 25 one sheets, then they send them out. What are free. one sheets? Just like your name, a photo or two, and then just like basic information about you. Well, kind of like a press kit, but yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, kind of. So it's just on one page. And so we did that. Um, I've done that before with uh, my previous band, The New Wild. And we got radio play in like St. Catharines, in Calgary, and like Cam- Kamloops, and like, you know. Stations would contact us, be like, "Hey, we like this," or they just would contact us, say, "Hey, you've charted," and like we had some good luck. Like we were number one for a number of weeks in CQW and UMFM wow. with our EP. So like that was a cool time last year when we released our EP. And so I'm like, I'm wondering when I put something out for Bartley Knives, maybe I'll sort of ride that wave and be like, "Do it, X the New Wild." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll bring the band back at some point, yeah. but I don't know if it'll happen. But you know, it's just like. That's yeah. fun though. It's yes. like yeah, because I've I've heard some like people that I know saying like oh yeah I've, I I uh, ch- charted I guess is the word um like in Texas or something I'm like right. how did you do that because because they go through these campus radio and stuff like yeah that. sometimes what I guess other people do when they're more ambitious and they have the money set aside or funding and it's maybe smarter is well yeah they just mail things out so it's just mailers to radio stations that's what I've been told so I think I'll do that in the future when I have mm-hmm. more I've seen Jared and Michael I think going through those a couple times yeah. Yeah, um, something like that. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, talking about all of this, like charting and stuff like that, what is what is your proudest accomplishment as a musician? Um, that was pretty cool. Like the new album being the same week being number one CQW and UMFM. Yeah. And then like for the top one hundred and one albums of last year, we were number two. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, like one behind Jose Gonzalez, which is awesome because I'm writing a lot of stuff lately that coincidentally sort of mimics his style. Him. Yeah. Okay. It's like. I have a classical guitar that's fairly beaten up that Brett Nelson gave to me. (laughs) So I just, I've been working on certain open tunings and playing things slightly in the vein of Jose Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. So that was a cool thing to see. Like, I don't even mind being number two. Like, holy crap. That's, that's like, that was quite an accomplishment. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, um, probably playing Rainbow Trout Music Festival. Sybil played that a couple years ago. Um, We were on the Sunday and like, I was a little bit hungover. I wasn't the best. You know, but it was fun that we got to play a festival and then we, you know, got in free and got to hang out. It's a lovely campground there, too. Fantastic. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. I'm mean to go, but just getting time off work is so hard. Well, yeah, and it usually, like, sells out within 10 or 
yeah, that's 30 true. minutes the first day. So I only went last year because I volunteered. But that's yeah. a good way to go to festivals. Mm-hmm. I recommend that. I volunteer a lot. Yeah, like Folk yeah. Fest. I was volunteering this year. Oh, nice. It would be my sixth year. I actually got offered to be a, a daytime stage MC. Wow. But I, I don't know. I probably shouldn't bring it up. But I turned it down because, I don't know. I That's my favorite part of the festival is workshops. Like the daytime stages, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, wandering from stage to stage or specifically picking out ones where you think that it'll be great. And I love going and seeing four bands or three artists or four artists playing the same stage that I've never met or they have met. But usually when they haven't met and sometimes they don't even speak the same language and they just make up music like they're just jamming together. It doesn't always happen, but I love that magic. And so I didn't want to be contained to one stage. So I made the stupid decision to turn down that position yeah, but, next year. Yeah. Hopefully someone good. Yeah. It. I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Volunteering. It's the way to go. Definitely. I volunteer at the West End, too. It's just nice I, being I, involved. Yeah, it's I've, nice. I've volunteered a couple times there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's always a great way. Oh, yeah. To hear new music, depending on where you're sitting or where you're volunteering. True, yeah, what your position is. Yeah. If you're in the bar, mm-hmm. you don't always get that luck. Unless yeah. it's a really busy show. Yeah, yeah, especially. Um, so do you have any advice for beginners? Get involved. Uh, that's a great way too. Volunteering, get involved okay. in your scene. Whether you can, whether it's like, if you know people in other bands and they need help moving gear before shows, or just like, postering. Like those are little things. But yeah, volunteering is a very good way. If you, I think I don't even think you have to be eighteen for some festivals or some events. But things like Jazz Winnipeg, West End Cultural Center. You can, yeah, Western Cultural Center, especially. You don't have to, I don't think you have to be 18, but you know, like, whatever, whenever you're beginning, if you're in your 30s and you're a beginner musician or a beginner performer, that's fine too, obviously. But that's a great way to get involved, and then you sort of meet people that are in the music scene. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, maybe if your plan isn't even to just play at the West End, but I know some people work there that are involved in other venues, and that's a great way to get sort of Network. in touch with people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess I do a lot of things that I don't specifically go into intending to network it just sort of happens i just like meeting people and finding out how interesting winnipeg's music scene is and how Mm -hmm. far-reaching yeah you you did write a thesis on it i know yeah so it kind (laughs) of that kind of (laughs) happened yeah Yeah. wow so i guess it's a good place to start Mm -hmm. networking i guess talk to other bands talk to other musicians and performers and see what they do which Mm -hmm. is the whole point of me talking i guess right now and yeah yeah. (laughs) trying to tell people yeah yeah i think so um So, but how are you, how are you finding these opportunities to network or how are you finding shows to perform? Oh, uh, well, part of that too is just attending shows as well. Like attending, like looking into what music you like, or if you don't know what you like yet, just go to venues, go to shows around town. Like they're, they're fairly affordable to, you know, like a Friday nights or Saturday nights and entertainment mm-hmm. or Thursday because Thursday's kind of becoming the like new Saturday, mm-hmm. but yeah. You said you're performing on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, Wednesday's a good night too for. Yeah. There's no no bad night. Like even uh, like we're doing this. I know we're recording this on Monday, but like Witch Police Radio yep. is doing this whole big mix up thing tonight. tonight yeah. yeah West End, so. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Are you gonna go? I wish I could, but I work till 11 p.m. Oh, you work at. And it's at uh, the park, so it's no luck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it sucks. Anyway, I'll take pictures for you. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, we already talked about that. How are you balancing all of your music with obligations like work or all these other bands that you're juggling yeah. or friendships and relationships? Uh, barely, barely. Barely balancing it. Yeah. I guess one helpful thing is having like a large number of my friends 
I've made through music or, you know, before or after the fact, getting into shows and performing and things. And so, like, I see a lot of people that I stay in touch with at shows. And so it's like, okay, great. Like, people don't think I've, like, totally turned into a hermit. Or that I've just been ignoring them. It's just, yeah. you know, it's hard to stay in touch, but that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'm barely holding together. You know, like, it's fun living on your own and working, not full-time, but I'd work full-time if I could, but I'm just not offered the hours yet. But I suppose I haven't been writing enough and focusing on that lately and lining up performances. Even though in the last three weeks, like, on May 20th, I played a show with Bartley Knives at Shannon's. And then 26th, I was playing Boys Club at Handsome Daughter. And then this Saturday with Sybil. So it's like, that's that's a nice stretch. Yeah. But I've had times where it's like in the same weekend, I've had three shows with two different bands. And then so something like that. It's uh, it's nice when it comes, but I don't push it. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to perform a lot more because I'm fairly unknown yeah. through this new project. So I think they say that. It's like, perform as much as you can when you're starting off as an artist in the local scene. And then maybe like slow it down a little bit and try and have like bigger concerts. Okay. But I'm very close to the, yeah. The new. St- the emph- the 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 creation of this project, so it's still yeah. fresh and I. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you can judge that off of Facebook likes, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's small, but it's, not that that's true. I know there's the certain likes local. Likes Facebook doesn't you know, mean anything. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying it's like from people that aren't my friends and family. Looking yeah. at that, it's like yeah, not a lot of people know about Bartley Max, and that's fine. But it's fun getting some attention, whether it's in connection to Bartley Kivas and people being sort of like, are you performing in Bartley? Like they'll ask, he's been asked a number of times, he told me, he said a lot of people are like, hey, it's great to see you're performing again. No, I'm not. <laughs> he's like... I wonder if he's like, no. getting annoyed with it. I don't know. I hope not. He saw me the other day waiting for the bus in the rain on Portage Avenue and he's like, hey, get in. And he like gave me a ride to work. Oh, so wow. it's like so he must not hate me that much because he's, no, uh, kidding. he's yeah, nice maybe guy. I should just name myself uh, <laughs> somebody I'd like to meet yeah. hmm I'll have to think about that where to start yeah no kidding um like Justin Trudeau or something <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding um anyway uh what is your favorite song to perform live I guess there's some songs left over from when I played with my brother but that I couldn't let go. There's a song called Wild Card. I really like playing that song. Um, mostly because the lyrical content is pretty silly and it's like slightly autobiographical. That's what usually what I say before a show, but it's... I wrote the whole song based on interesting rhymes and like sort of reworking idioms like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. The ones that I think I know. Mm-hmm. Like The songs, yes. Oh, no, no, I said Wild Card. Wild Card's a fun one. I meant Windfall. Windfall. Yeah, Windfall. Because okay. the chorus is like... Like, uh, how does it go again? I'm not going to sing it, but that's fine. I wish I had a recording of it. I'd love to play it on the I was show. Gonna ask, why, don't you, yeah. why haven't you recorded it? I could it just yet? do it on my guitar right now and we could just, like, yeah, do you want to? Do you want to? Yeah, yeah, we can okay. do it now. Sure, okay, yeah, do you let's, want to? Okay, let's we'll do, do it. it. Okay, I'll, I'll, um, I'm just going to, I'm not going to stop recording. Okay, do you need a tune and stuff? Um, Okay. <laughs> just walk around which, which one's in tune I know <laughs> that's the nice thing about having a yeah. few guitars okay so I don't know how we so can do this let's shift this this should be good this, this should be a good setting oh. so what's this one called? Uh, this is called Windfall 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 by Bartley Knives Just tuning. 
get this part out right. I can, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long it takes. It's hard. It's hard finding middle ground. Especially, especially when you don't know the crowd or you can't see them and you can't read them. Yeah. Like, what did they find funny? Like when I went with the Goodwill performing for the Night of Fiverr, I got to only see like one group who walked the table in front and it was someone that I kind of knew but didn't really know very well. And it, I could see them but I couldn't see the reactions. So I was just always looking at them and I was trying to look at my parents in the back <laughs> and it was just really awkward. Oh, uh, yeah. What can you do? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Just be myself. Not the best choice, but what's wrong with yourself? On stage, a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's excuse me. That's coming from me, with like a guy who performs under someone else's name. Yeah. We'll see how this sounds because it's tuned to itself. Okay, this is called Windfall. Am I close enough to you? Yeah, you're good. It'll be good. Okay. It's not in tune yet. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that live? Been like, oh, my keyboard's not in tune. I never had that it. problem. But I have skipped verses completely in a song. Like intentionally or just accidentally. Well, I was I started playing a different part and I was like, oh, I guess the song's done. Have you ever had it where it, like you just sing it later because it doesn't real linear like rely on that being I in order done linearly? That. I like, didn't think of that. I just panicked. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's not easy. Anyways, this is Windfall by Barley Knives.
<laughs> I got a little pitchy there for a second. Okay. I, I shouldn't have pointed it out. No, Maybe people would have just no. thought it was like, that song sounds a little country. Was that a yodel? I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was good. I, I wouldn't have noticed about the face. Yeah, oops. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't have seen it. But what, what genre would you consider that song? See, I don't know. Because it, some people, I don't know. I don't, like I would never consider it folk, I don't think. No, no. Because that's the vein of songwriting I want to get into. Like, not specifically goofy, but just like, playful songwriting. Yeah. But like still that. like, I don't know. It's a balance between that and trying to write like softer, thoughtful songs. But then I still have this weird energy that wants to like rip out of me and like throw my guitar around the stage, like well attached to me. But yeah, not oh. not smashing, but just like just leap around and play oh. things. So I'm not not specifically like high strung or anything, just feeling a certain energy. But that kind of song, it's kind of indie. Do you it's, consider it indie? Maybe, which is such a vague term too. I suck at genres. Yeah. People always ask me like what my music is, and I'm like, I don't Same. even know. Like, I just know what things sound like. Yeah. Because I know that like, I wrote it without really knowing Shotgun Jimmy initially. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you've heard of Shotgun Jimmy. He's from Brandon. He plays in Winnipeg a bit, even though he's from the East Coast. But yeah, his home base is in Brandon. But it's very much in that line of songwriting, just like the stop-start thing and just singing like easy rhymes, but like playful, sometimes funny, de- self-deprecating lyrics. And it's funny, too, because Shotgun Jimmy has, like, you know, it's, like, a name, but it's also, it's weaponized a little bit, like, yeah. Shotgun, and then there's, like, Bartley Knives, yeah. so, like, I do take a fair bit of inspiration from him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, so I'd say if it sounds like anything, if you describe it, it's Shotgun Jimmy, sort of garage-sounding, like, light, poppy stuff, but it's not that poppy. It, no, I wouldn't no. say too pop, but... No, no. Like, pop maybe, like, anything. 4%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Four percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little oh, bit more than like homogenized yeah. milk, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> want to compare music to milk? Go yeah. for it. Oh yeah. Um, I am gonna wrap up a little bit though. Okay. That was great. Um, Thanks. what is the best advice you've heard since you started working in the, in the music business that has just stuck with you? Oh, I don't even know. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anything, nothing comes to mind? you never heard Not any good advice? Not I, immediately. Yeah, I just, maybe I've just incorporated it so deeply into my practices mm, yeah. that I just can't discern between that and then just my own random thoughts. Mm-hmm. Which isn't true, because there's a certain number of musicians I've certainly gleaned things from. Like, even just the fact that I studied French was sort of gleaned from, I, when I was younger, like an obsession with Patti Smith and Bob Dylan and Tom Waits, and reading about them and how they read a lot of French poetry from, mm-hmm. like, a certain century, and I started reading that stuff like oh i this much be more enjoyable you understand what they're saying yeah so i'm like why not study french a little bit in university and then it just caught on with good teachers and like you know and then i brought it back to music as my thesis which i didn't think i could accomplish that but it's kind of cool whether or not that gets me a job it's kind of neat but i can speak french now and spanish and spanish Spanish, yeah multi-linguist yeah i'd love to learn more languages and like write in other languages too you but, only speak in French and, and Espanol? Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I mean, I've pretended to sing, yeah. but I haven't written songs yet in those languages. But I'm sure as soon as I write some French songs, then I'll get some attention from French Manitoban media. Mm-hmm. Franco-Manitoban media, I mean. But yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. And hopefully not just like just for a gimmick, it. but it's worth a try. Yeah. Because I, I appreciate that scene too. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I heard some really good French rappers. Yeah. French rapping is really cool. It I don't is. know. It, it just is. sounds so like just beautiful. 
Have you heard of who? Who have you heard of? Like Trezor. Oh, Trezor don't ask names. Okay. I just oh, Google and I'm like, yeah. this is good. Does it make me with jazz? Like, I I don't know anything about jazz artists. People will be mad if they hear I said that, but I I just love listening to it. I just love listening to it. So I probably should learn some names so the stuff that I like I can yeah. listen more of. But but what can you do? Yeah. 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 But I guess I'm, I'm young. Just, I can yeah, make no, mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they jump on you a lot more when you're older. Yeah. But in terms of advice, I guess I've just sort of been more or less not maybe not seriously but heavily sort of studying an artist named the weather station and her style of songwriting she was at winnipeg folk festival last year okay and um like played guitar and banjo but it's sort of alternative that's that's the word i was thinking of that's what i sort of play it's okay. kind of alternative, alternative. like it's, it's it's a little bit but i mean it's not really i don't know what that <laughs> means either right but i mean i've heard other music called alt folk yeah. Alt folk, alt country. It's more alt folk than anything, because it's not folky like you think of traditional folk. It's like an alternative to that style. Yeah. yeah so I love Nico Case because she fits in that category. And Weather Station does a little bit too. Just traditional forms, but it's very thoughtful music. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad sometimes, or it's just you know like leading towards a melancholy. But it's just it's music that's really well steeped in experience and thought, and I like that because there's so much music and media in the world that if you encounter something that you can come back to more and more and more like and and discover new things in it so yeah i like things that are rich and fallible and human Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's yeah if i can give any advice or if i've heard any advice it's just you may never be satisfied but like just keep trying keep trying keep trying something about i think it was something jack white said like if i ever if i'm ever satisfied then i'm dead Oh. Just yeah, I mean not literally, but just it's not artistically. Like, yeah. It's like you have to keep pushing and. Ugh, then I'm and, doing the right thing because yeah. yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. never satisfied exactly. with what I'm doing. Yeah, so good. there you go. There's a bit of advice. Yeah. Awesome, great. That's that, that's good. I mean, long just but it's good that you found it. We wanted to say. Yeah, it took yeah. A, yeah, that's most things. I don't know. I'm trying. That's to, okay. Don't worry about it. That's what I'm aiming for. Is, You're, um, you have a master's brevity. degree. You can do whatever you want. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I'm a master of something. Yeah, exactly. Master of nothing. Um, yeah. No, never mind. Uh, that's a reference to something that no one's gonna get. Um, no, I got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's I'm an kind of, okay. Some people are like your jack of all trades. Or that's the thing is, with Sybil about the banjo player mm-hmm. leaving. I'm not allowed to play banjo. And You're I've, not never, I've never been allowed to play banjo in that band because they're afraid that if I pick it up, I'll just master it. Oh. So like, yeah, I'm sort of a. I don't like being like a master, a jack of all trades, but I've yeah. kind of become one because I like dabbling. No big deal. I'm a master of none, yeah. ex- except French literature. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll you go with the, that. You all have the parchment to prove it. Exactly. Um, so where can people find you in social media? I forgot to ask you this during the actual radio part portion. That's all right. That's okay, though. People are going to know if they're going to be listening, they're going to see on social media all link you and everything and on the website when this is posted there will be links below right. to all the social media but where can people find you on social media say it anyways yeah it's uh for bartley knives it's just bartley underscore knives or bartley knives without a space or an underscore that's on twitter facebook and instagram okay and bandcamp it's just bartley knives.bandcamp.com and bartley is b-a-r-t-l-e-y b-a-r-t-l-e-y and then knives as you'd imagine it. The K-N-I-P. utensil. Yes, yes. With that silent K. Yep. Yep. And that's uh, that's it. And then there's, yeah, Sybil. Sybil's out there. S-I-B-Y-L and Boys Club. That's an apostrophe S, which is the S. 
Because it belongs to the boys, apparently. The boys, yeah. The boys, yeah. The boys are back in town. Anyway, um, we are also going to close on a song. I know we weren't, we weren't originally going to close on it, but because of how I laid it out and decided to yeah. do an extended version, uh, we're going to listen to Robin. Yeah. What is that song about? It's a silly song that I initially wrote because I... Because <laughs> of someone named Robin in high school that I sort of got to know. Um, but it was also just, yeah, my never-ending use of wordplay and birds yeah and so something about like hearing a robin calling but it turns out to be a robber oh yeah like a morphological similar word robin robber and so someone's robbing my house and so this the rest of the song halfway through when there's like the sense the subject has the realization that there's a robber in their house and they just um they're hiding out and sort of like narrating it from hiding in their house while someone's robbing them oh really yeah Okay. It's a silly one. It's kind of folk punk. That's what I aim for too. Like, punk. I don't look punk. I don't sing a lot of punk things, but I I really appreciate a punk mentality towards everything. But not just like smash the state and that kind of thing. But yeah, kind of. But you know, just punk's a really fun community. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's music's a little strange for me. I like I like I've gone to a couple shows and I like it. Yeah. But I really just like how accepting everyone is. Like, there's some weird people there, but everyone just kind of fits together. Oh, it's true, it's true, and there's, I don't know, there's some sincerity there that you can't always find in a lot of genres of music. Mm-hmm. Some, some punk bands don't, or, you know, they go on about different issues that may or may not be related or relevant or whatever, but I don't know, for the majority, I think, I've always been drawn to punk. Like, older punk, too. Yeah. Musically, like, listening to it, but I, yeah, can appreciate a current punk ethos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know. Why am I using the word ethos? I'm not totally sure what it means. I don't really know what it means. It's that like, so. mentality. Okay. Go with that. Sure. Yeah. That sort of spirit. Great. Yeah. This has been great. I really enjoyed spending yeah. the last hour and a half <laughs> Likewise, around. Yeah. yeah. Talk about Winnipeg. Yeah. Winnipeg's what great. What a weird city. It is yeah. very weird. Yeah. Anything you want to add or say? Um, shout out to a book by Bartley Kivas <laughs> called yeah. Stuck in the Middle. That The preface is written actually by John K. Sampson. But it's sort of a photographic essay and also just an essay on Winnipeg and looking at dissenting views on the city. What's it called? Uh, Stuck in the Middle. Stuck in the Middle. It's a very interesting book. Open my eyes. Okay. Like about Winnipeg's history and then just our sort of current situation. It doesn't immediately talk about music. It's more about architecture and sort of city planning. But I see, I can see sort of how that ties into a view of the city and as it extends to the artistic community. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's not all like highbrow stuff too. It's it's yeah, it's very readable. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, thanks partly for not letting me or for not hating me for using yeah. your name. Yeah, <laughs> so. and having to constantly deal with. I mean, not constantly. But yeah, but some, occasionally. Occasional. Hey, are you regret about not being a musician. Yeah. Yeah. You'll just inspire him. You'll like sing a song together. You'll write something together. Yeah, maybe you. I think he was a bass player back in the day, so oh, yeah? maybe he'll play bass with me. That'd be cool. Fun. That'd be really. That'd be way too many levels there. I don't know yeah. if I can handle that. So I this can't is Bartley and I it. was playing with Bartley. the Bartley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Inspired the whole thing. I'm just kidding. Um, great. This has been awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel, from Bartley Knives. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is Ashley Bianyash from the Winnipeg Music Project. Um, if you're listening to this part of the interview, it's already on the website. But don't forget to look at other interviews if you haven't listened to everything or read everything because there are so many amazing Winnipeg musicians on the Winnipeg Music Project and coming soon, so stay tuned. Yeah? Yeah, yeah stay tuned. And yeah. yeah, that's okay. fun. I don't, know. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, it's okay. So now we're going to 
finish off with the song Robin. Thought I heard you sobbing in the hall Turns out it was just a robin Making its call, calling me Oh, calling me Oh, calling me Thought I heard you sobbing in the hall Turns out it was just a robin making its call, calling me, oh, calling me, oh, calling me. Yeah, yeah, taking all my shit. 